We're live. Ladies and gentlemen, Woo. guess who's back? What's up? Guess what, guys? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God damn it. I got to fix that real quick. Oh, my good. Okay. Uh, folks, welcome back. Today is a very special day. It is. What day is it, Austin? It is our one-year anniversary. Holy hell. Holy hell. Holy Can heck. you guys fucking Holy heck. It? Holy Doing the shit for he a says, year. He says with a big smile, holy heck. <laughs> oh, oh, heck. Yeah, this is episode 52. 52. Yeah, 52. That means <laughs> it is our one-year episode. I don't remember if this is on the exact one year or not, but it was sometime in April. Mm-hmm. So, whew. Just at a hundred followers, got got a sub team going, got some ultra. We are at hundred and four followers. Chat. Shout out every hundred and four of you. Yep, that includes myself. Congrats! <laughs> I think I'm part of the hundred and four. Hey. Oh yeah, good Let's job. Let's go, big. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Let's folks. <hope. laughs> welcome back. This is uh, the producers' lounge. Mm-hmm. This is our show, uh, our podcast. We like to hang out with uh, friends of ours, sometimes alone. <laughs> what? And talk what? about music production. No, like us three alone. Don't get any wild ideas. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> to hang out with our what do you think? We're having sex? We, we, alone? Because we are. <laughs> but we're also talking about music production that whole time. It just sounded funny. You know? Mm. Like, where do you like your EQ? <laughs> you know? Um, I like it in the butt. Hey! Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there you go, folks. That, in a nutshell, is our show. <laughs> that... Congruent of sentences that we just had. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Big round of applause. Big round. That was kind of a, bit, a little round, but little that's round. fine. Um, how are you guys? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> doing good. Oh, Caleb. good. Doing great. Great. It's a beautiful Tuesday. It's it is a wonderful Tuesday here it's in Greendale, spring. Colorado. Oh yeah, still in Greendale. Forgot yep, about yep, that. Yep, we did change the background. <laughs> Forgot about it. Forgot but where I is, lived for a sec. This is new construction. This isn't like a new area. So we're this is the same desk. Yeah, a little modified, but same desk, same place, same folks, same show. <laughs> more knowledge, more hype, more bass. <gasps> Move the people through hype, not Moving. sound. <laughs> Black box. Moving people through sound. Weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was kind of weird because they always play the hypiest shit there. Oh! <laughs> it's always calling uh, you out, Black Box. Speaking speak <laughs> of hypey <laughs> sounds. Yeah, take that, Black Box. Piece. Uh, <laughs> speaking of hype sounds, we have Northeast Heights with us today. Oh, wow. What's up, y'all? What's we up? do. He was our first guest. On the pod, and he is our last guest. That's right, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end. Over. <laughs> it was a year project for college, and uh, we finished it because we're all 23. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we're done. Yeah, there's a little bit of boo in there. I know. We're all going to go know. be accountants, basically. We're giving up music. We're giving up art. Giving up creativity and uh, any sort of... Uh, Sup? Yep. Aqua. Oh, we're, he's here. We're going to become full-time Overwatch 2 streamers. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Not the occasional Minecraft play. I'll, I'll get them into it at some point. Make Not a bad move. Yeah, hey. Yep. Probably pays better. We got big tits, <laughs> so it's going to be real easy to get people in stream with, with us, you know? Mm. They're big, all hunking titties. It's easy when you have cannons. That's right. It's yeah. pretty mm-hmm. easy. I mean, yep. they used to say it was pretty easy when you were a girl, but now you don't necessarily have to be a girl to have 
cans. Mm. Yeah, you know. True. So, mm-hmm. still, power boobs are rare. Power boobs <laughs> power are boobs. rare. We have spoken. Power this. boobs are rare. Power yeah. boobs. Remember that, folks. Lest you forget, power boobs are rare. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Accurate. Welcome to the stream. Good to see you, buddy. Welcome, buddy. Uh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should we talk about production? Hmm. For once, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I've been yeah. using a shitload uh, of C two, even though okay. I already use it anyways. But you talking about the opto uh, mm. setting the other day, I was like, I need to use that more. So yeah. now it's basically the only compressor I have on anything. What's the opto setting? Just that little selection thing in the center where you can choose which so one. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, so it's optical. It's mm-hmm. like a very, um, it's it's a looser. Attack release kind of vibe, right? Like the master really cuts quick and releases quick. This thing will have like a little bit more of like a right away slope, or I think it's the extremes of that. Like Mm. I think it can go slightly tighter than the master. Oh, really? Yeah, on release, not on attack. I think Mm. it could go faster on a release. Hmm. So that's how you can get that super pumpiness. With right. It. it makes sense because there's a lot of like opto settings on compressors because it's all based from like an old. Yeah, it's light. Light based right. compressor and right. like lights the. It's fast. I guess, I guess in analog gear, everything's traveling at the speed of light with like electrons. But True. But yeah. I, I, was, I, I always had the impression that it was like faster attack and faster release as well. I'm not, sh- I'm not 100% behind attack, but I know the release is fast as fuck on that boy. And that's sick. Because mm. you throw, you slam mm. anything like just 14 decibels into that thing with like a skosh of reverb or delay on it, make a super fast release, and oh man, that baby just breathes, <laughs> just breathes wide open. It's so nice. So you can you can have like 2% of a reverb coming through, and it's going to grab that tail and just boost it for a second. And it just... Oh, nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's real Come nice. Come into the light. It's... <laughs> There's probably a way to make it like pretty transparent, but I kind of like the fact that you can kind of drive it pretty hard, and it'll distort on optical. I've been finding mm-hmm. it distort easier on optical than anything else, which I'm jazzed yeah, about. Especially the fast release. Yeah, I love that distortion from a, a, a comp- compressor. Almost couldn't get the word out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the optical setting on C2 has been sick. Uh, I've got it on like everything besides vocals and groups. Groups are still bus mode because mm-hmm. I want that super slow, just riding the dynamics, creating mm-hmm. more dynamics as it kind of just sits there and bounces on things. Mm-hmm. Um, though I haven't tried like the bus setting while digging into things. Um, mm-hmm. But Opto is super fun to dig into shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always confused by compressors. Um, cause like when I started, welcome, I know, right? Yeah. It's going to be like a consistent thing forever. Um, like when I first started, everyone was always like, don't overdo compression, like be aware, be aware. So I think I've like always just kind of like underdone it cause I'm always like kind of scared, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but like, how do you guys like set up your compressor compressors? Like what's like a, how deep do you go with the threshold? How hard do you push ratio? Shit like that. To me, it really depends on, like, the input signal. I'm always trying to get compressing. If it's hitting a compressor, the majority of the time I want it to be hitting the compressor all the time. It's not a... It's not every scenario kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So in terms of, like, threshold settings and all of that, 
it, it really depends on like the input level that I'm giving into it. So it's not so much a threshold setting as it is like an attack and release and then a ratio setting. Okay. Those are the main ones I care about. Sure. Yeah. I think like generally what I like from it is I usually have like a pretty fast attack. Faster to let me go, not necessarily to zero, but always about like 10 milliseconds. So like 0.1, not 0.01, always about 10. And then I like a little bit slower of a release or a automatic release, which mm -hmm. the Ableton compressor has. Mm -hmm. But again, that's hard. That's a hard question to answer. In terms of just like my general thoughts on compression, it is definitely more so I'm going for gain reduction and the knobs that I'm really trying to hone in are attack, release, and then the ratio. Mm -hmm. Gain <laughs> reduction is the, the main thing. I like that though, like... If you're going to hit a compressor, you want that sound to be always hitting the compressor. Meaning, if there's like a lot of dynamics in whatever you're doing, you don't, you're not just trying to clip off one little area. Mm -hmm. You're trying to clip off that. And then the next, whatever the lowest peak is, basically, right. is where you're setting it. your threshold. It's always compressing. It's, it's not just hitting the compressor on certain things. If I wanted it to just hit and like clip or something, I wouldn't use a compressor. I'd use a limiter or a clipper. Like if I'm using a compressor, I want it to compress the thing. Mm. Sure, sure. It's a good point. Yeah, no, I love that. I will uh, do a compressor differently based on what you're. I'm doing with it, mm -hmm. um, but I mainly use compressors to either um, reduce the amount of dynamics in a sound. So if I, if I feel like it's doing too much variation in dynamics, and I want it to be less uh, varied, then I'll and usually I do, um, sure. use a compressor for that. Or on groups, I like using compressors on groups for adding um, dynamics to the transients. Right. Mm. Basically adding mm -hmm. transients back because right. I'm clipping the fuck out of everything and the, the, there's no transients. Left. It becomes a right. fucking chunk. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So you juice. There's no in. actual yeah. like pokies right. happening just, because they're getting just cut off in the processing right. portion. Right. So one thing to note also on that Austin that I've like come to realize is like different compressors and the compress modern compressors are like so technical. So they can have like a bunch of different modes like C2 or something, but like mm -hmm. I like kind of simple compressors and I find that there's like a sweet spot of the compression that it wants to give. So an example with like glue compressor, I really am kind of always trying to hit like negative 10 dB mm. of gain reduction on it. And I find that's just like a good spot to kind of aim for. And then I usually add in the 10 dB of makeup gain just so it's kind of like a flatter sound. It's definitely hitting the compressor. It's always getting 10 decibels of gain reduction. It's making it up. So I'm just getting... I'm just getting the tone of the compressor at that point. It's mm -hmm. just, it's almost like saturation. Yeah, it makes sense. So like, I, I love finding the sweet spot of an effect. Like mm -hmm. when just in mm -hmm. a, when you have an effect and like it just sounds good at like 40% with mm -hmm. like 30% dry wet. Like I, I, I love the sweet spot. So I think it's very much dependent on each compressor. Sure, mm -hmm. for sure. And totally. what you're using it for, like compressing vocals. Well, this isn't true. Com compressing... A piano is very different than compressing drums. Hmm. Um, piano is, isn't going to have a lot of transients. It's going to have a couple, but then it's going to have a lot of sustaining notes. So that's when you're going to have fun with your release 
Like, how much of those sustained notes do you want brought you probably, up with yeah, everything you else? You want a little longer release. Right, because you kind of want it to catch it and get that tail kind of thicker Fatter. until yeah. it starts mm. tapering off, where if you just had mm. a really fast release, then it, it would hit, hit the compressor and then it would let go of the rest of the audio and let it just play so at its normal. Fatter and then it's quiet right, quickly. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely finding the sweet spot of all the knobs is like what you need to search for. Best way to do that is like drive it in and then... Tinker. Understanding and like un- understanding like what tones you're actually going for super hard at the beginning, but like the more you practice, you get better at it. Sure. And that's like why I like to drive into those things. Then you can really find out where like the sweet spots are. Because you're right, like a perfect release time. I don't really compress my drums other than like parallel compression, but I love like when you. Man, I compress the fuck out of it. Dude, you yeah. guys would hate how I <laughs> yeah. make drums. Dude, oftentimes in my songs, my drums end <laughs> up as full tracks. Like at the end, like I'm not editing on a channel by channel basis. My drums are flattened to just a full thing. Yeah. Funny. Like, <laughs> dude, it's, 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 they're in no group at all. It's just a they're track get, of drums and then together? like. What's oh, like, you mean you oh, just, you like just have a single out flattened one. out drum. Yeah. Dude, like I do it oh, all. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, like I I, I yeah, often end up with that. Whatever. Depends on what you did before that Yeah, in right. m- my eyes. But yeah. drums in particular, when it comes to compression, uh, I hold by the four to one uh, mm-hmm. ratio law. Mm-hmm. That's kind of arbitrary. Like you could go infinity ratio, like who fucking cares? Also, that's just going to be more apparent Mm-hmm. Like in terms of the compression that you're hearing, four to one. I've just heard from shitloads of audio engineers in terms of like them miking drums and compressing like live drums. It's always a four to one. That's like yeah. always yeah. The people thing. like a four to one on drums. And what Even I found with, like, is presets and stuff. Yeah, y- y- sure. Um, the four to one on C two, um, on Opto too. I've been using the Opto on the drums, and it seems to be pretty fucking good. But when it comes to drums, like I'm kind of doing an in-between. I'm trying to kind of chop the peaks, but not really, while also trying to glue glue down the dynamics. But every single hit is going to have its own compressor. Every hi-hat channel is going to have its own compressor. Every off-snare is going to have its own compressor. Because each one of those compressors is telling me where I want the drums in a depth field. So if I have a hi-hat that's got a super-fast attack it's going to be sitting behind the snare, which is fine. But if I want that hi-hat to sit in front of the snare, all I got to do is open the attack a little bit. And next thing I know, it just pops up in front because now oh, more, so of that transient, transient yeah, the, more of that transient... Yeah, more that transient's okay. coming through. So you can... I've learned most of my compression knowledge from just tinkering with drums mm-hmm. on a compressor because you can really just sit there and just mm. move them back and yeah. forth and back and forth just with a couple of different knobs. Hmm. And then you can get your drums to sit in this kind of semicircle that's a little thick... As, as, as opposed to just drums coming right down the middle constantly, always on or off. Mm-hmm. Like now you get to have all these kind of different layers happening. And that's kind of t- to the extent that I compressed compress most of my things. That is interesting. It usually comes down to depth. Like where do I want it in the mix? Mm-hmm. There, there's usually the dynamic question first. Like is this too dynamic? Do I need to make it less? Okay, let's squish it real quick. Then the second compressor or whatever is used for depth. That's usually like on the end of most channels before the limiter that's on them, there's a compressor either doing a lot or a little. You know, whether it's telling to push it way back or just just a little, little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Aquat's super into this over here. 
He's Let's like, go. I don't know how to use compressors only on vocals. Uh, hit, hit that. We got bottom. you, man. We got you. Which one is it? Is it the first page bottom? The line? compression. <laughs> Let's talk. Com- I think it's the first page. Let's talk yeah. Compression. Yeah. I made it for this discussion. Let's go. Yeah. A year ago. <laughs> yeah, we finally get to use it. <laughs> um, so what we can we can easily tell you here, and it's what Caleb was just alluding to, but um. Basically, compressors are a really good way to push something backwards in the mix into the background or to pull it into the foreground. Um, And the way you go about doing that is you fuck with the attack, basically. So in regular life, uh, when you're walking around IRL, uh, sound that is far away is more compressed. You know, you and you could do this test. You get have a friend go clap in the other room, and then have a friend go clap right in front of you, and you're going to really distinctly tell a few things. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to hear way more high end. It's going to be more stereo if it's up front, transients really close to you. Sharp. Yeah, you're going to hear really, really nice crispy transients. They go from the other room. It's just more muffled. It's all one level of sound it's not you're not hearing a transient at that point at that point you're just hearing all of the sounds that have managed to get to you at that point so uh if you want something to be more back uh in the background of your mix you pull your attack all the way don't let anything go through even put a little bit of um look ahead on it um look ahead just basically the Look ahead on a compressor is like if when when the compressor would typically react to a transient, um, it just pulls that reaction, the exact reaction that it would do with no look ahead, back by however much the look ahead is set to. So, right. Um, mm. So if it's a let's say ten millisecond attack time, and you pull back by ten milliseconds, that means it will be fully uh, compressing the sound by the time the sound happens. Right, right. You or get 15... As far as th- hitting the threshold goes. Yeah, exactly. Right, so uh, that can be very good for that. I, you don't really need to go too much further than... You don't need to go very far with a look-ahead. Like, look-ahead's like... I, on the C2, I think you need to be careful with look ahead. Shit tons. Like, yeah. yeah, the look ahead on the C2, you can put like a whole bar. You can go like ahead. 255 <laughs> yeah, milliseconds or something. I don't know shit. why. It's like, I don't know why. Why would you ever need that? I think it's so, for like sweeping things, like big orchestral pieces. Like, I don't know. Oh, I guess like, that makes sense. Like if a timpani is like building over the course of 16 bars or something. I don't, I don't know. No, it's, it's so fucking it's, weird. So but you, like rendering offline too, just having an option of like super high fidelity, like over sampling, maybe similar to that. Hmm. I don't, maybe. I don't know. I just like, maybe, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, either way, if you're going to, if you want a really fast attack, I would say maybe put the, um, look ahead on like, five milliseconds or three milliseconds or something like that and then do the fastest attack that you have and then it will be compressing immediately right otherwise don't use the look ahead ever right i mean yeah i rarely use the look ahead yeah i rarely use the look ahead real specific right just i cannot get that thing to stay under the attack time yeah and then you're just still getting that click Click. yeah exactly yeah so you gotta pull the look ahead i usually will throw like a clipper in front of it yeah and then boom it's fixed 
that it, it just mm-hmm. it just kills the click, and then the compressor has time to, to so to grab so that it. that's actually kind of a good note for Aquat. Is that how you guys say it? Aquat, yeah. Aquat, Aquat. Like we, we don't Aquat. really know. Aquat. That actually like that Aquat. one. Right? Aquat. I did, okay. Sorry, Aquat, if that's not it. But it's I think a, another thing to notice about animal. this is like there's a lot of scenarios where using Aquat. look ahead, it's like a clicker dealing with a click or something. I wouldn't necessarily probably even use a compressor at that point i would just take out that click with volume or, or just cut like it i out. love like yeah, hard yeah. cuts and volume yeah, so like, exactly there's a lot of these things learn how to use one compressor really good but i think a lot of good advice too is you can do a lot of the same things multiple ways so compression mm-hmm. if you just think about it it's a it's kind of like a level processing it's a thing. gain reduction yeah exactly so it's dealing with gain so you can do a lot reduction. of you can do a lot of more refined work by just manually manipulating volume. Right. Or like a volume shaper or an LFO type of thing. You can faux compress. Like I'll do that on my kick a lot of times over compression. I'll just use volume shaper and make a shape that has like an attack and then like a little compression area and then a Mm. release and my kicks. I try to make so much movement and just volume automation. And like, that's honestly my first fix all the time now. Like I just go for volume fixes more so than anything. Majority of time. That's what it is. That's like mixing one oh one. Check your volumes first. Like you could get a good mix with just levels. Mm -hmm. You definitely, bro. I can, I hear so many songs. I'm just like, I could have mixed that with just volume way better. Exactly. Exactly. And just just fades. And I don't mean just volume, like picking something, oh, this needs to be at negative 12 dB, this needs to be at negative 18. It's just like, no, I can sculpt a kick with just volume. Right. Right. I can get like the transient of a snare to pop with just volume. Yeah. I can get the interaction between all the drum hits to go together better with just volume mm -hmm, than I... mm -hmm. So it's simpler in many... Yeah, no, you uh, can... It's That's all a compressor is. It's just an automatic gain reducer. It's like the opposite of a gate basically yeah and it's invisibly doing things mm-hmm. so volume automation almost like an easier thing to know that like right what's happening then again like do you really trust the automation line true how how actual is that line pretty fucking actual it's is not it? completely though it's not always trustworthy. There are situations. Was the last time you had a song that was ruined by like a, a hundredth of a millisecond on, on kick fade? Bruh, I did not do fucking volume automation, really. <laughs> I do. Everybody has not I'm like not doing it. I don't do on it like the that. like minute, no. minute levels. I do slow volume automation and cuts. Oh, yeah. I get deep into volume. It. Dude, it's interesting. It's to, it I know me. everybody makes music different, but even hearing how you guys are talking about it, because just like, yeah. Different flows for sure. You get really mm-hmm. fine tune with it. I have auto. Yeah, dude. All my ah. kicks and snares are refined with volume automation and fades. Every single one of them. That's Oftentimes, all my snares are different. Oftentimes, like throughout the whole song, the snare will have a different fade out on each individual hit. It's mm. a pain in the fucking ass. But that's that's how I am with hi hats for sure. Like my main off hat for house house music, that one gets sculpted on a sixteen bar ratio. Yeah. Like every single one of those hits in 16 bars is going to be different. So you get the variation for sure. There's other ways to like automate that, but sometimes it's nice, especially when you need it to do like a certain thing. And when I know what I like to hear and I can do it the moment I bring the hi-hat in and I audition and I'm like, the hi-hat works. Now I got to sit here and for 20 minutes sit here and move them, adjust them, fade them. Oh, you said 16 bar? Yeah, 16 bars. Every hat is doing its own thing? Yes. Good for you. It's 
it's basically boiled down to that because I can't get it to sound good otherwise. And honestly, well, dude, that's not one hundred percent true. But yeah, there's I'm something taking. about that like tedious process that most producers, most just people, want to be lazy and they're like, oh, like I know this will do a better thing, but like no one's really gonna notice. But like it does make such a oh, difference. Oh man, once you do it for you the first with... time and it pulls off, and you're like. That's how they do it. Yeah. And it they, takes yeah. A long they just spend time forever. For it, to pull it just off. takes your track right. up that extra 10%, 5%, which like adds up. And like that stands out against all all of like the millions of producers that are out there and like Sure. You know, not to shit on most of them, but I guarantee most of them are kind of lazy. Yeah, you shit on me. You want to know what to think? Yeah. Like how I think about that? And like what I, because dude, I think of myself as Maybe a lazy <laughs> producer. You know, like every my, Yeah, honestly same a whole, lot of the time. My whole production philosophy has been Literally this whole time just trying to find out how I can make all this stuff as easy as possible. And that was a slow journey, but like, why don't you take the simpler road? And like, best thing I got for that, there's two, two schools of thoughts. Like, yeah, give it that work, but the best thing to speed it up, you got to learn all the quick keys. And you got to sure. learn all the shortcuts because that's when you could do it like quite a bit faster. Mm -hmm. Like if you had to go in and hit fuck like drag it manually on each one or something or just select it and then you just hit control the asterisk one next to it f and it just does the outfade or something so i think learning the quick keys like helps speed the process up of like further customizing and getting into those like nitpicky things sure 100 oh, percent, yeah and even on like a on the minor scale you're doing that maybe you're saving half a second to like three seconds on depending like whatever kind of thing and it doesn't seem like a lot in that moment but after you've been making music after like five hours, years yeah. and you get that like extra 30 seconds saved every hour, like shit adds up. That's like hours and hours and hours of time that you spend just doing random bullshit that didn't need to be done. Dude, it's, another ten it's really not even like 30 seconds. It's just like, dude, every like hour you're saving, you're saving 45 minutes, like yeah. straight <laughs> up on some of these crazy edits or like just... Sure. Left click, dude. There's so many shortcuts, but once I learned all the shortcuts, I, I still find new ones that are good. Sure, dude. Whenever I oh, find yeah. one, I make myself like do it like a bunch, 20, like yeah. a bunch yeah. of times. Yeah, exactly. yeah. ingrain it into your head. Oh, yeah. dude, I have most of them. Like I'm pretty quick. Nice. That's what's up. Uh, do we know what Kickstart is? Is it is it basically Kick Two but another version? I have no idea. Can we look um, it, look it up real quick? I feel like Aquat's giving us some good little. Bits to munch on. Seems over like a here. shaper box type thing. And we should encourage tool. such things. Yeah. What? Aqua, we got you out. on this shit. All you have to do is ask us the questions. Yep. It's true. It might take a second. You want to know there. about compressors? Just ask us about compressors. That goes with every single one of you folks out there yep. lurking in chat. That's right. We see you. Uh, yeah, and if you're on YouTube, leave it in the comments. Go to our Discord. There's a questions area on there. Um, yeah, let's see what this is. It's either because he brings up LFO tool, so it's either LFO oh, tool. Oh, I remember this. Oh, thing. it is LFO tool. Yeah, it's it's a. But does it? It's a does size it like specifically box. react yeah. to the it's, kick. It's specific. Yeah, it's specifically whatever a MIDI kick input you side chainer. I would imagine, right? Yeah, but I, rem I remember this coming out and being like, "This is the sidechain king," hmm. right? Um, right. So you can feed it in a you can feed it in a sidechain trigger. So quite immediately, uh, what I'm seeing on this is like, do you see those curves on it? Those are just volume curves, yep, brother. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> a, all those are. Yeah, they are volume curves. Those also, are, those are volume. Is curves. that how you're doing your sidechain? What's up? Oh. Just volume curves. 
oftentimes, oftentimes there's nothing even hitting, or like I just intentionally not nothing's even hitting when the kicker snare hitting that I. Even oh, have so to you're not chain. even side chaining some of the, some of the time. If I do side chain, there's a new one that I use called Duck Buddy, but I don't have a preference on what's best. Like, Duck Buddy. Yeah. Hey, Dude, I saw that in one of the projects. Dude, it was so thing. cute. I'll show yeah. you how to use it. It's see sweet. This. It's free yeah. too. And it has Can a fun little background. Up? Yeah, Duck what? Buddy. It's so cute. Dude, Duck Buddy the- Slink made it. That's oh, like Slink. That's, Shout out Slink. I mean, he's, nice. he's, he's doing been a good preaching. troll. I like it. He's been preaching for years. More sidechain. More sidechain. More sidechain. And I am 100% behind him. This is the best one. You feed it in a MIDI sidechain trigger, and then it, it it's just neat. Yeah. Was it a Max thing? Yeah. Also, dude, if you use Ableton, no, you can find it. almost is any that plugin. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Oh. Yes, it is. It has an external window if you hit that little oh, that's, plus thing. Okay. And so then you can open it up. So look, you have your sidechain curve, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then like the blue one will be, you can pick any signal from within your track to reference and it'll show the waveform of that. Not completely accurate to an oscilloscope, but a pretty accurate waveform so that you can then sidechain and then to that signal and then the purple one oh, is see. the combination of the green and the blue oh nice, nice. what that's fucking very good dope. yeah it's very a helpful it's, and it's free wow that's really cool for ableton yeah the amount of times i've just like True. done the side chain and had to do like the extra audio channel and you just like keep recording and you see how your kick and sub are getting along that's just like built in that's the purple guy that's what you're saying right? i mean you do this until your ears are good enough wow thanks caleb <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, you're not I'm wrong. For sure. You want to know what's funny? I that use this thing, reference. Yeah. <laughs> I use this reference, but I ho- I hone in most of the time on like when it's the ear, right? Yeah. Like yeah. when it's hit, right? Yeah. Right. 100%. Like you know, obviously, don't have it all the way to the left. If you can see it's wrong, but like there's probably a big difference between a couple millimeters to the left or right, and then right. those are the ones you got to hone in at. The, the question ear. is, mm-hmm. can this do different uh, ducks for different sections of the frequency right. band? Like can I can I do oh. this curve for low end and then do a tighter one for mid range and then a super tight one for the top? You'd end. have to make a multi effect track the same way okay. you would yeah, Ableton. Sure, sure. Not, I just side chain fully though. Yeah, like I'll just do it. I'll just do a dead side chain. I I don't. I use this this bad boy, uh, Shaper Box, Shaper and box. you get three band EQ up here, and I'll make slightly different ones for each thing. So the kick's gonna kick out most of the bottom end, and then for the mid range, just a little bit in the top end, none. So that none of my top end shit is <gasps> constantly duck ducking. Mm-hmm. Obviously, depending on song. Like some songs, I do want that duck out of the top. Yeah, Aqua was um, initially being like the you have to put MIDI for LFO tool in order to get it to respond correctly, and saying that that takes longer. Um, Caleb and I do that. Yep. On every single too. one of our tracks. Yeah. Austin does it. Even with Duck Buddy, you have to do it. You have to do yeah. a MIDI input? Yeah. It can be measured off an impulse from just like a drum rack. So it could be a drum hit or a weird hit. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But yeah, like yeah, you yeah. have to feed it a trigger. Right. Right. Well, with like mm. Volume Shaper, LFO tool, you literally have to send it MIDI. So it is slightly a pain in the ass, but only once, uh, once you. Uh, until you figure it out right the the real trick is when you start making your drums just link your click trigger to your kick drum 
so that whenever you copy paste it, edit it, they're always just linked to each other. Oh, so like, like a parallel. That's actually kind of well, smart. dude. It's a setting in Ableton. You can just link tracks together. So whenever you make one edit to like one track. Oh, that's true. Isn't that new with ten or eleven or something? Really, I, I think didn't that's know relatively that was a thing. new. Yeah. So, wait, so like right. My- just group the tracks, highlight them, right click, and then just hit link tracks. What? So I just do that from the get go. That's tight. Okay. So because then you don't you're, even need the MIDI because trigger, your you drums just are in MIDI. Well, no, I'll just you can link an audio clip to a MIDI clip, and it'll follow. It'll make a MIDI input trigger. So like I have oh no just any edit you do it'll any edit you do so like if you it's du- two clips you're still dealing with two little clips I'm talking about Ableton right so like you're but just- if you duplicate the waveform of a kick and there's a MIDI note above it it's going to duplicate that MIDI note yep. also okay cool sick that's fucking sick that's dope. That's nice. I did not know about oh, that that's weird. really weird I just usually highlight both of them and. That's what duplicate. I've always done, yeah. yeah. Also, not yeah. a pro- also yeah. not a problem. Yeah. 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 But Just if you're worried it about it taking time and doing it at the end because it does take, this is why you should learn your quick keys, it's the difference between taking three minutes versus 20, then, yeah, yeah just link them and do it from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, another That's way to make it sense. a hell of a lot faster make a template and i just leave those tracks linked template, so like yeah. anytime they don't even have to be touching in the set like i can make sure a they're across the set right? yeah like, interesting okay that's cool yeah i just have everything set up from the start like i have a kick trigger it's already ready to go all i yeah. do is and my kicks and kick too so i literally just make the kick and then i just duplicate it down and there's all my triggers I think right that's there. my work i think too. this yeah. is like an even better point that like should like resonate is that you can do all this stuff to Precursor. I don't make a new kick trigger each time I do it. I have that thing already made, and right. I save it to my library. Right. So exactly. like All these things that do take time, there's ways to make them take less time exactly. next time. Mm-hmm. And like here, mm-hmm. down here on my music channel, like it's already set up. Shaverbox is already set up with my default. All I got to do is m- move this to low and make a new low one or whatever. Move this to here, and now I have all my high end free to do whatever. Um, yeah. But it's already ready to go with a template every single time. Yeah. Because that, that for me, is key. Like, I don't want to... I, I agree. It takes forever to set all that up. So I just make a template. And sir, there's, sure, there's a bunch of times where I'm like, all right, I need to, like, remove a bunch of these things in here. But I'd rather delete things as soon as I get into a project than be like, oh, I got to spend 30 minutes setting shit up before I can even jam. Like, that shit drives me nuts. Yeah, just kills the creative flow. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's no good. There's another thing I always remember hearing uh, when I first started producing is like uh, everyone was always saying like, oh, when you sidechain, everything has to sidechain at the same time. Like make sure everything is like high, low, uh, high, mid, low, all the channels, like everything is doing it at the same like pumping same curvature. Time period. Yeah, yeah which, which makes sense. And like <clears throat> there is definitely use for that. But like what do you guys think about? And I guess you were just saying like with Shaperbox, you have it separately on right. high, mid, low. Right. Like, I feel and like it's there's not a every that. song. Yeah. I have it set like that so that. As the song progresses, I'm like, okay, the highs are getting taken too much out, and now I can go and fine tune my uh, kick trigger. Although, or my uh, my side chain. A lot of times, I'll get through even the super loop before I even put the kick trigger in and activate the s- right, side chain. For sure. Mm. Like I'll get super far in the groove before I'm like, oh yeah, side chain. Dude, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> and I try my best not to forget on, that. And you're like. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Everything's like yeah. it disappeared. Yeah, no, the, yeah. <laughs> right. No, most there of the time, that. most of the time, I'm just like, oh, there's my kick. It sounds right yeah. different now. True. I gotta like adjust my kick a little bit. But yeah, I don't start off side chaining either. I'm down to get far in the super loop yeah. before I usually enact it. Same, really. Same with limiting. I don't really like. I don't have a preference on this. I just yeah. I can get a couple hours in without side chaining and limiting. Agreed. And I do like to add the limiter in. 
once it's kind of like a full formed idea, because then it's just like a little present and it's fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, then it's just like, okay, cool. I can get it. it. Yeah. I can get it to the end. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. too, once you've gotten to that point, you can kind of push it into a limiter and the things that are trash are going to show themselves pretty quick. Like if you throw it into a limiter and that one sound that you were iffy about starts screaming through the mix, you're like, oh yeah, that thing needs to go. <laughs> so, you know? so, so to answer your initial question, I've been thinking about this quite a bit more because again, I do think my whole philosophy on making music, and I don't think this is right or wrong, is how fast can I make it? It's the creative dump. Like when I'm in the zone writing music, like dude, the shit fucks me up a little bit. Like I'm all cracked out on caffeine. I'm all a bunch of nicotine. Like it, it's like an ordeal, you know, so, at the end yeah. of it. Like, all jacked yeah, up totally. on Mountain Dew. Yeah. All jacked up on Mountain Dew. But anyway, so like I kind of often do have just like a whole side chain group where I duck everything to that. But more than anything now, I'm adding in like track delays and then I'm doing a lot of like additional delays with like an additional delays with delays where it'll literally just be a millisecond offset coming from the delay. It's not even being treated as a delay with feedback or anything. 100% dry, wet. I'll mm-hmm. add some delay onto that so it's just hitting like a 64th note like later or something like that. And then with track delays as well, I'm really just trying to get so like no noises are even like made. They're so offset from each other and they're so swung out that like it's not even, even if it is going through one side chain, it's going through the side chains differently coming from the delay where it still has the flavor where it doesn't seem super consistent. Yeah. And that's my lazy way of like still getting the steez out of it without going in. And then I use track spacer a lot for like the additional multi-band mm. dynamic processing from like the right. kick or the snare. I love track spacer. Track spacer is sick. I've seen people huh. do this sidechain different ways. Like even I don't disagree with how Caleb's doing like his multi-band stuff. I do mm. it like a lazier way. Mm. And like I do it with like the track delays, the delay, one side chain group, and then I really try kind of get it done with like timing of the note hits. More yeah. so than like any effect it's like when it's hitting in time that's why it's good to it it can be good to wait to put your side chain on because when you have your side chain on you're not going to be focusing on timing stuff like that where because the side chain is getting rid of that timing stuff Mm -hmm. uh it just is doing the job for you uh if you don't have the side chain on then you instead of looking for the side chain to fix your issue you just like oh but well i'll just make it like 10 milliseconds later 15 milliseconds later all of a sudden it starts to be present again mm-hmm. and you start getting that dirty swing then you start getting that dirty swing right man. Yeah, so, yeah yeah and you just, <laughs> if you have to sidechain your song like you have to do it to get the bass and the kick to work together then maybe just like rewrite the bass line mm. yeah like the bass doesn't have to hit every kick like Mm-hmm. The, the 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 side chain almost comes to a point of it's more of a safety net slash allows you to push it to negative six luffs mm-hmm. because nothing's mm-hmm. getting in, in in the way way of the kick at all. But if you just like back in the day, they didn't have side chain; they just didn't have a bass hit on the kick. Yeah, yeah. That's why you you know around. most house music is all bouncy because the 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 bass is on the upbeat, the kick's on the downbeat, so you get that. Don't don't you get that yep. pumping anyways? That like difference in the right. sub frequencies right. moving back and forth. Exactly. So it's like, right. Mm-hmm. Um, quick question, real quick. Does Ableton have uh, <laughs> templates you can save? Yeah. Oh, it does. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, 
there you go, accurate. Maybe my statement is of you a, can um you can oh. save one as like the default template. So when you open Ableton, it just opens that one. Oh, okay. But you can also just save project files into like a little template folder. That's and be exactly like, what I used to do. Yeah. yeah. And I would just open the yeah, same project same. and then resave it as something else every time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But accurate works in FL, but he says that they do have templates mm. but yeah dude it's so just you just got to make it one saturday you just got to make it and, yeah. and you're going to kind of adjust it for a couple months until it's like exactly where you want it definitely and then it's the best because you yeah. open it and you can just start yeah, yeah. All your also shit is just so ready. Nice. you just have to get over caring about the fact that you you've got to work on it because yeah what you really have to do I mean, a template is great, but it's not really that useful if what you did in the first place wasn't that good. So, like, yeah, sidechain is like talked about constantly forever by every fucking tutorial person on the planet, and somehow people can't figure out how to do it. I don't understand, (laughs) but it does take a long time to figure out and like really get your ears tuned to like, okay, that's what it's doing. This is what I want out of it. This is like how much I need, blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. it's going to take a little while to figure it out. Um, and you're probably not going to get it right on your first template. Yeah. My template as is isn't even right. I have to adjust it yeah, every I single st- time. I still have to mm-hmm. adjust my template <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It's just but that I, one little thing you're like, oh, fuck. But it's also I kind of leave it that way because it's like in between the things yeah. I make. It's mostly oh, there. Sure. Like it's mostly there. The, the, the sidechain is a little slow. Because I made the template at like seventy six BPM or what, whatever, mm-hmm. and now I resaved the template at one thirty six BPM. Mm-hmm. So now the sidechain's a little wider than I'd like it. So every time I turn it on, I gotta go in there and like cut it back a little bit to yep. make it tighter. Yep. But it's good because you know if it's always tight, then I never, you know, th- there was one song I made where I left it open because I liked how much it pumped. You know, right? There's, there's times where, dude, yeah, I've been doing that more. Kind of gotta. It is so much fun. Like, I was always the, like, trying to get it as tight as I possibly could kind of thing. But, like, since I've been making a little bit more, like, dance music kind of stuff and a little bit more future bass, you can, like, you really let shit swell. And it sounds really nice. One thing that's OP, and you were kind of bringing this up with track track spacer, is you make your kick sidechain, like that utilitarian sidechain, super Mm -hmm. short. So it just does, yeah. It just does the thing it needs to do. It's not there for flavor. It's there for utility purposes only. Mm-hmm. And yep. then you have side chains all over the place that are super <laughs> yeah. pumpy. That are side chaining to like other things in the mix, yeah. and are side chaining to the kick. But you know, just with a compressor because you just want pumping or whatever. And you can do a bunch of fucking super cool movement and shit yeah. with uh, like that kind of creative. Totally. Side chain. I like mm-hmm. to build in a secondary side chain uh, for the snare that just sits on. Oh, yes. Well, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. have a kick and a snare separate. I have two. Yeah, that, it's a good way to go because then you can well. have that snare one not hitting a bunch of low end and disrupting your sub bass and twice mm-hmm. as fast. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and you can make it super fast because snares are usually very fast. Yeah, um, and then you have a an extra one that is just a flavor. It's just a flavor side chain, yep. and you have a separate <laughs> side chain trigger channel, mm-hmm. and just every once in a while, you hit that bad boy, <gasps> and it just ducks the whole thing like crazy. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. And it's it's just a fun thing to like put a trigger somewhere, 
and move it around and see where right, see it, where it makes a fun thing happen with all the or have your like eighth you note triggers or your sixteenth note triggers or just a bunch of them and then you can just like constantly duck at anything to it yeah, and it right. turns rhythmic. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. It's fun. You're you're you were spot on though. It's like side chain. I feel like it's because it's the first complex idea that you learn where it's just like, okay, that can clearly be beneficial to my music and it's the first thing you hear about and everybody talks about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's really Again, it's the nuance in where you place things, the volume that you use them more so than just side-chaining something or understanding proper settings for side-chain. Because I don't think... Sounds like off this conversation, everybody has different settings for each specific song on how they're using side-chain. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Every time, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing we've all experimented for the past... You and know, it's still experimenting. It's not like... So fun. long. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we, like, we've tried all the things, I'm sure, you know? Dude, I have been... Settle oh on. Okay, God, I like this so one. So many different ways of sighting yeah. I've gone through. <laughs> I know, This right? is the best I always think me. it's funny when John asks me what sidechain I'm using. I know. And I'm like, John, you taught me how to sidechain. The same <laughs> one. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, it's the one I've been using for a while now. It's slightly altered based on my current mood right. of how I like my side chains. But mm-hmm. like it's pretty straightforward, dude. I'm not like I'm not out there doing all the experimenting on no. my side chains. No. The mid side side chain delays. Like, I figured it out for me the way I like it for now. There's yeah. way cooler yeah. things to experiment with. Yeah. Than mm-hmm. side chain. And then if it's not good enough side chain, flatten that shit and then do the manual fades where it wasn't good yeah. enough. Yeah, be a, yeah. be a calyx. <laughs> Don't be scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be a drum and bass producer. Sometimes you got to fade everything. You know? Dude, or you just make it in the drum rack where everything chokes to itself. Yep. yep 100%. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You get a fun sound out of that, too. Oh, sidechain. What yeah. a weird. Uh, why did we. Fucking even do hate that? it, but I love Doug right. Buddy. It's, it's that was the last cool Max for Live it. device I found. Doug Buddy. Yeah. Doug, Doug Buddy is shit. <laughs> Dude, it's a, good, it's a good little Max for Live tool, man. Super so reliable, cute. too. Yeah, there was another Doug one buddy. a little bit. I'm going to definitely check that before out. Before we switched to FL, there was some Fet Snap. Bitwig? No. You mean? Fet Snap is a tr- transient shaper. Um, yeah, it, it was a. Oh, yeah, before we switched to Bitwig out of Ableton. Mm-hmm. It was a. Ducker basically. I can't remember. I think it was like maybe it was like Voxango, but I think it was a Max for Live device. That's pretty sure it was Max for Live. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like green and super small. It was like this little tiny thing, just had like two little knobs and a display. And I never it was, used that one. It was supposed to be the end all be all of Someone Ableton said it was amazing. Sidechains. Mm-hmm. And I could never get the motherfucking thing to work. Right. <laughs> never respond to anything. <laughs> really? I'd send it MIDI, send it mm-hmm. audio. It like never would do anything. It's just like, well, fuck the, you, dude. The like, thing that the was supposed right. to be cool about it was <laughs> you could send a kick drum to it. Oh, and yeah, it that's right. And right. it would turn it to an impulse. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's and right. that was the thing that it was supposed to do, and it didn't work. No, it didn't work. My favorite sure thing about works, Duck Buddy is you but... don't have to do that fucking stupid up thing that you have to do on LFO tool or, like, Gatekeeper or anything. You know where the envelope has to start at the zero position? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then go down? You can start yeah. at pier zero with Duck Buddy. Nice. Dude, I don't know that's why. Nice. It's like a little pet peeve. It's not a big no, deal. No, I feel that. I Easy feel to that do that. Sure. It's just one of those things I fucking hate doing. Yeah. He, <laughs> just, he just did it for you in the programming. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> right. Like, dude, it's not, it's not a pain in the butt. There's just little things that are just, oh, that. Yeah. There's certain things that I'm just like... Fuck mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like in Volume Shaper, you have to have it start at zero dB volume and then go to infinity zero and then come back up. Mm-hmm. 
and go back to zero at the end because if it stops right triggering anything you don't want it to stop at infinity zero because then you don't have any sound anymore right right exactly and the way to get around that is luckily bitwig has a time shift mm. so you make the drop off from full volume down to zero volume 0.05 milliseconds so half a millisecond um and then you just shift everything back half a millisecond. Mm. So everything's going to hit after it's already dropped. Mm, there's that too. Yeah. yeah. That's that that was pretty huge when we figured that out. I was like, "Oh my god, it's all smooth." <laughs> like now there's like no like kind of tinkering yeah, to try and get uh, the the sidechain to be like right at where you want it to be. Mm. You're just like, "Oh, math." Mm, yeah, okay. you you can do that in Ableton as well. Yep, yep. I we used to do that all the time. Yeah, I, what I would do in Ableton. So, like, what we're talking about is when your sidechain gets triggered, it makes a click because it's not exactly when the trigger happens. So there's right. like that like half a millisecond or whatever it is. I think that it has to get for down me. To I think it was like zero. three milliseconds even maybe or something. I just like set that. my was universally like, at point point oh five in my t- template. Hmm. Um, right, so I would. I forget what I did in Ableton. I think I would do a, a delay. delay you did the delay thing. to like push out all of everything the music, else. Everything, e- everything that was getting <laughs> side chained yeah. was getting pushed push every, yeah. late by like whatever two milliseconds or something mm-hmm. like that. But it worked. Why didn't you just? Why didn't you just the, pull the trigger, up the trigger was on the zero? Why didn't you just pull up the trigger? Because uh, then you have to manually adjust the trigger. Um. Yeah, because then could, I have to was, manually adjust the trigger rather than just just yeah. kind of boot nudge everything, nudge everything to the, the right. Yeah, because yeah. I often bring my trigger to the, I often bring my trigger to the end. It gets a little sloppy. I won't do that till the end because you know how that is. If like they're linked together and it's pulled yep. three yep. seconds, then it'll get ugly. Right. But I, I usually pull it ahead. But this would get you around that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as like, especially if you're linking them like that, that sounds super cool. Then you can just put a little bit of a delay before the side chain and it does the trigger for you yeah most of the time my the drums trick. aren't even hitting on like a zero though dude like everything's so swung out and like delayed already so right. like they're very rarely hitting on like zero markings anyway so yeah. i usually just leave my side chain and you can link tracks that if something's delayed a little bit and then you link it with something that's a bit pulled forward they're still linked together so right they're just in relative space to yeah it's other. it's all the same shit different ways of doing it mm-hmm. right because yeah sure. pulling the side chain ahead or delaying everything else it's a good technique. It's mm-hmm. a snappy. Yeah. I don't think I'm using a time shift. I'm not either. I, I stopped for of some Of any reason. kind I right do now. that again, yeah. Duck Buddy does it really good. I don't really have to use a time shift with Duck Buddy. Fucking Duck Buddy for life. I'm so excited to use that. Yeah. Dude, it's solid. Duck Buddies, dude. <laughs> duck Buddies. Here, let's, uh, let's take a look real quick, see if I have a time shift. I think I still do on here. We're at a we're at two, an hour. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. my god! Yep. I thought we had oh, like oh, another at, twenty at least. I I put this this one to five for ease. So yeah, if I click on this bad boy, you'll see at the bottom. Yeah, so it says X point zero zero one point zero 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 nine, and then I just go over to five, right. which is five milliseconds. Right. It's hard to hit. So like the down, <laughs> the down. Little slope you're giving it is trying to get rid of a click, right? Like a DC offset kind of thing, right? Well, if you move this to zero, then it'll DC offset, right? Basically, yeah, yeah. So moving it over five milliseconds get rid gets rid of that DC offset, and then I just move everything past that. 
yep. and you never have an issue. And five right. milliseconds is means nothing to my swing. Yeah, means absolutely nothing. Well, it's to my in swing. there. It's built in. Right. It doesn't. Nothing gets affected at all. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it always seems just fine. Mm-hmm. Speaking about transients, you said something about a transient shaper. <laughs> I've been doing something neat with transients lately, and it's not like original, but like, dude, I like just fucking cutting a nice transient off of like anything like a hat or a snare or something literally just putting it on my kick is like the first like <laughs> 17 seconds all right it. mr bill yeah that's that a is mid, a mr bill mid, move. that's a mr is bill it? move for sure and then oh, he yeah. also there's another thing i learned from mr bill which i do too it depends on the kick everything sounds different but i do like yeah. that one and then also not even starting it like zero just like cutting it over to where mm-hmm. it just like starts at the thump find mm-hmm. that like oh, okay okay yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah i like that technique that was a good one Mad shout out, mad love to Mr. Bill because yeah. that one was a good one. And then, uh, also, if you just like make the transient out of it, I have to speak Ableton, I'm sure you could do it at everything else, but you know, like you can just turn anything you got into a transient, like your kick already. You just turn it into repitch mode, speed it up like all the right. way, and then it just turns into a nice little, right? Yeah, right, just right. Tiny yeah. Little yeah, luckily with kick two, I can just like layer a click on top of it because it has three other oscillators, so I can just throw and I can just import any click i want into it so i can just randomly do that any moment plus i can turn all those off and just have the thump uh kick to i can't talk enough about that fucking plugin i fucking love that thing so much that's the best do we want do we want to pull ableton up and try and look at your sampler get the little maybe sick break and then come back because i'm pretty sure aqua yeah we have one viewer so it doesn't even no we'll just do we'll just do it real quick sure yeah, how how long is your sampler trick gonna take? As long as we want it to, I could do. A, I can probably make it in like forty seconds. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, love to see it. <laughs> All right, yeah, just show show us the trick, like we're pros, like we are. You yeah, know, so we can clip this bitch. <laughs> All right, folks, sampler chong, trick. Chong chong. It's kind of hard to use. Here we go. At the distance, but you you got it. Right. <clears throat> oh yeah, it is a little difficult at this distance. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's okay. Hard. I got it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> folks. He's got it. So let's just it, find guys. a drum loop. Plenty of them. Let's go to. You know what? Actually, even better. Let's just pull up. Where's Come the internet? Uh, that one. Let's go. He's gonna download. A so it works best if you use it with like. We're all not their on Ableton at the moment, by the way. As far as their view goes. Yeah, I'll I'll have to switch it. It's all right. Let him get his little. He's 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 looking for a track right now of his own. Yep. <laughs> Look at that. So I like it with longer content. You can do it with anything, and I'll Let show you guys. Let me see the mouse real quick. Zoink. Oop. Apologies. Boom. So right, I folks. got my clip. Okay. Let's see what tempo we're at. So I'll just throw, like, a whole fucking long thing in here. Okay. We're going into slice mode. Check the master, see if it has something on it. Nothing on there? Good. Cool. Yeah. 
You know what you're doing. All right, so he's got right, his whole so track So he drops here. a track into a simpler. Sorry, yep. whole track. Just whole track into simpler. Turn on the gate. We have to turn on the MIDI thing so we can play it. So all this lets me do, as you guys know, I can play different MIDI notes and it'll trigger these different points in the sample. Mm -hmm. Based on this, if I turn the sensitivity down, it spreads mm -hmm. it out a little bit. It's based on transients or whatever. So what I really like on this one is I'll just start from here. We're gonna go into warp mode. We'll go into texture. And then I'm really just gonna play around with this grain size, shifting it, stretching it. And then the transpose. Let's go. And I've been getting a lot of cool noises out of this. Dude, texture so mode is the shit. I'm playing on just a QWERTY keyboard, but what I'm gonna try to do initially is just find a kick and a snare. We'll go back to normal speed. That'll work. That's so I'm just gonna play. Snare. I'm just gonna play two notes. It's just these two notes, and then we'll play around with grain size, transpose, and then this warp amount. So let's keep going in the song. We're still, let's get to the end. Like a, still a kick. Right. Ooh, that was fucking sick. Oh, this is the thing. This playback has to be on through. Otherwise, it's just going to end at the end of each snippet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where I was going to That makes sense. This is not a. It, this is how you make flume. This music. is a free plugin. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Accurate. It's just a sampler, or in FL Studios, it's the Edison. Edison. Yes. Yeah. That's the technical term for it. They're called Edison. Oh no! Isn't Edison just the recorder? No, like it's a sampler. An Edison is a sampler, technically. Oh, okay. Um. So there we go. FL just took that name. Yeah, so like and and the, the way they have their setup is a little bit different, but okay, it is a. S sampler at its core. So you're playing with, uh, you're playing with a stretch mode, and you're playing with um, the grain texture, size, the grain size, grain size, and that's what's giving it that like choppiness and like the repetition. There's a couple levels of granulation that's happening here. So by stretching it out, and then also playing with pitch over time, just by like playing with this, and then doing the transpose and everything, that's one form of granulation on top of the stretching that's happening here. Right, right. So it's really just turning simpler into like a, a type of granulator instrument. Right, exactly. It's just an easy way to grab a bunch of random grain shit. So what if you throw a, just find another random drum rack when you get a Can you feel automate moment. those? Or like a drum uh, break or something. Yeah, you can. You can automate, you can automate the grain size, no. I knew it. You can okay, okay it. so you can't in simpler, but you can if it's an audio clip. Could you if it's a clip could you LFO it? I wanna find a cool little groove real quick. Wait, I think you can in sampler. There we go. Oh talk about flume. I'm telling you, granulation is literally all flume does. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. It just does so much of that shit. That and uh, 
Paul Stretch. Oh, oh, that was hard. That one hurt. So all it was cool, though. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It hurts so good, dude. <laughs> it hurts so good, man. Hurts so good. <laughs> like in, dude. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so look, let's just, <laughs> just find a melody. Because you can't do it with anything. Yeah, or a melody, sure. So we'll just pull it in and see what happens. That sounded fucking sick, though. Yeah. Yeah, pitch that bitch. Oh, this is perfect for you. Now we're poon. <laughs> Shout out, poon. Let's go. We love you, buddy. I miss you, bud. We miss you. <laughs> Come play your Les Paul over here, bro. <laughs> Bring it. I want to jam on your fucking your Les Paul. Mm-hmm. There you go. Wildly stereo. Were you panning? Nope. No, a couple of these breaks are fire. And right. there's stereo, yeah. It's only one folder I have. Or the other breaks stereo, but there's. This is just holding down one note, you know? It's a lot of interesting timbres. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Yeah. This is how you mimic DMT. Um, <laughs> Do you have any full songs? It's a half tie. Yeah, here. Turnian. Maybe, go maybe some Party here. B stacks in there. Party B stacks. <laughs> Pick one. Just any, yeah. There's thousands. Ooh, actually, grab that one that says sad jazz. Up go or up, down? Up. up. Up, 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 up. There you go. Sad jazz. Sad jazz. I forgot about that song. It's a good one. It's a not Mona Mona. Mm. Oh. Oh, let's go. So what's also really fun is to start <laughs> on this is it's a different... To draw these in a MIDI clips. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice, work. nice, yeah. Ooh, what was the bassy one? Or never mind, do your thing. Do your thing. So we'll just make these nice and short. And then, you know, you can really kind of fuck it up in the loop section. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can make your own kind of breaks this way pretty easy. Right. Underground glitch jazz. For real. Sad jazz. Sad jazz. Underground glitch sad jazz. <laughs> Perfectly capable of sounding like shit as you of can Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how it goes. I think we got it. Yeah. I think and then you can take that, that 
put it to audio, stretch it, retexture it again, throw it back into the sampler, play with it again. Yeah, yeah. But it goes back to talking about some of the things we were talking about because it's on gate and it's just choking itself. Like anytime something hits, you're nice. essentially like side chaining all these things. Auto erotic asphyxiation. Let's yeah, go. it's a real good way to like just fucking get crazy grooves. Right. Fucking Kinkmeister over here. <laughs> Kinkmeister five. <laughs> That's fun. Sick. Oh, uh, wait, I try just one it. thing. I just want to hear it. Uh, delete all the other ones. Just do the first note and like a like loop that first little note thing. Hang on. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, sure. I know exactly what happens after this too, which is funny. I haven't heard this song in oh, so yeah? long and I know exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. All right, G. Jones. <laughs> you guys, guys want to see some one other cool thing you can do with simpler with breakbeats? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, T. We'll delete these. Control T. You type just like poon. Just type. I type loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so forceful. It's hilarious. I do always it like it when, when people uh, are working with their keyboard. Like I'll be at at the store mm-hmm. at work trying to get some stuff at parts or whatever, and the guy's like. What was it? He's like, oh, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, the, the keyboard barely needs you to touch it. Like, <laughs> right, right. Why are... Especially at, like, Checker or, like, or like an auto parts store, they're, they're always like, yeah. okay, let me, let me look up oil filter. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Jesus. Really getting you can, those letters you in can there. You put two hands on <laughs> yeah. there and get it faster with half the effort. <laughs> So We're nerds. Wow. I couldn't find one that was time sync, so this won't work as good. But this is something cool. Shout out to Woog. Woog. <laughs> Woog. So we'll just flatten this. That's so one sick. clip. Woog. Woog is sick, dude. Woog is sick, dude. Are you the voice for Excision's like yes. live shows? <laughs> if I made dubstep, it would be easy. <laughs> but I don't. I do not make dubstep. Womp 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 womp. Dubstep. It would be easy. Dubstep. That'd be so good. Dubstep. Yeah, dubstep. You move it up an octave. You just sound like Kermit. Oh, that's it's the Kermit voice just pitched down. Yep. 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 Now you gotta go t- two octaves down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. It's all it's all in the uh the register of the Oh I kinda get it. That's box. how you get the like weird flutter thing. Yes. Oh. I'm Kermit. This breakbeat's already sounds saucy. Hey. Stock breakbeat. Yeah, son. Breakbeat seventeen, dude. Woo! Number seventeen. Yeah. Oh, so close to fucking rapping, dude. <laughs> 
Oh, I see what you're trying to do here. With every one of these tricks, I keep thinking, like, man, if you were in Bitwake, though. I know. <laughs> I know, like, five tricks that would make this trick so much more fun. That's the best thing to do about it. Right? Oh, I see. Oh. So this is a cool way to kind of play with groups. And, you know, if you want to slow it down, you just go to 50%. You're playing them both at the same time. Right, right, from MIDI and from oh, audio. Yeah, I was wondering, I was like, that should be working. So this kind of works. Let's pitch this up a little bit. But this is a cool way to find some good swing. And Ooh, I like that little bit right there. A little ghosty fill. You got to hit the arrow up there. Nope, other one. There you go. So... You know, you can just play with speeds on just this playback. You know how to use Ableton? Still, a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. It's pretty cool. The thing Dude. I don't remember how to use is FL. Shout right. out Jet. He's saying he just got hey. Ableton live hours ago. Hey. I'm, I'm proud of you, buddy. Hey. I'm so proud. Let's go. Jet, we were just Ableton talking about gang. this. Man, you really passed up a great opportunity to just go straight into Bitwig. Yeah, you could have just gone great Bitwig, but it's fine. Uh, we'll, we'll give it to you, I guess. We are going to shout out you, Jet, because we were just having this discussion oh, yeah. the other day. Oh, yeah. You've been around since, like, episode one or two. Yeah, Jet, you were an early buddy. Like, you've been here forever. So early shout out you. Me. This is uh, this is our one-year anniversary episode. That's right. Yeah, one year. So And you made it. Big sheesh. Big sheesh to you. Uh, starting out using Ableton Live. Any advice for people? Um, oh, man. I mean, there's tutorials galore. Control-Shift-F. Is your friend? It helps you search everything you have. That's dude. It's yeah, fucking sick. Uh, control con- Shift F. Control Alt F. Or no, just Control good. F. I'm sorry. Control F. Okay. Yeah. Control F opens the browser up there, the top left that you see. There we go. Control F. Right um, and it allows you to automatically type in a plugin or a sample or anything. It's so nice. Um, that's quite the question. Booty. Dish. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. There's so many. So there's, many. There's things. a bunch of hotkeys. Uh, Control Alt F is really nice. That's f- automatic f- fades, right? Automatic fade. It's a good one. My favorite. Uh, you guys say Control. It's Control or Command, depending on what kind of computer you have. 100%. Control Comma is a good one. Gets you into your preferences. preferences. Learn the quick keys. We were talking about um, it earlier. Learn the quick keys. Yeah. That's like the advice for a fun Ableton guy that we were just talking about is uh, Slink. Slink. S L Y N K. He's an Australian guy who lives in great. Canada. Yep. He's a great dude. He's he's super whiz on Ableton. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, there's also Mr. Bill. Check also out both of their giant tutorials. on YouTube. Yeah, he's yeah. Ableton yeah. all day. Mm-hmm. Um, although he might goosey with a little bit of Bitwig because he knows what's up. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he wishes he was using he wishes, Bitwig. He wishes, yeah. I heard him say it on a podcast I mean, recently. I heard he was like oh, the no only shit. he's like the only reason I'm not using Bitwig is because everybody else uses exactly. Ableton. I heard that. That was in the uh oh, the uh you five maybe? No 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 no. Easy baked. Easy baked. Oh, yeah. Easy baked. Um, I haven't seen that one. Which yet, both of them were like, Yeah, Bitwig and I was like, no, Did you boys. see that Vic? There we go. You've been hyped on Easy, easy Baked. Easy baked was go. on Mr. 
Mr. Bill's podcast. Yeah. Dude, I watched a lot of Jim and Thon. They're doing everything in reason, and there's some. Yeah, like, they're they're huge reason boys. Dude, they're reason like some of my favorite. I've loved those cats. Mm-hmm. Like so much of my new music has been inspired by like them and like the whole Lost Dogs crew. Yeah, um, yeah, those guys are killing it. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, yeah, Nick from Noisia. He strictly uses Bitwig now. Wow. Which is, I mean, that's all the fucking the the drum the drum programmer from the best drum and bass group on the planet uses Bitwig. I'm going to use Bitwig. Dude, Wolga has pretty intention to, has pretty amazing tutorials and that cat doesn't even use any plugins. He only uses nice, Ableton. Nice, sick. Sick. But uh um, yeah, there's going to be boatloads of Ableton tutorials on YouTube. I would t- so check much. out Slink and Mr. Bill first cuz yep. both those guys have tutorials going way back and none of them are irrelevant to the point of which yeah, just go watch version them all. of the DAW yeah. you're in, but most of them are going to be <laughs> pretty uh, poignant to what you're looking yeah. for. And honestly, man, I know it, it'll be kind of a little boring and tedious to watch a bunch of like tutorials on how to use Ableton, but like honestly, just spend a day, spend like three hours, four hours, six hours, and just like learn about it, you know, do all the boring stuff, get comfortable with it, learn all the tools, learn where all this stuff is. Like, Spend a month. Like <laughs> You got you to gotta grind on I mean, it for a while. You got to learn it. Spend yeah. the rest of your life. I'm still not done watching two tutorials. Oh yeah, I'm constantly like, learning weird little. Oh, this button's uh, a thing. Don't be, yeah. don't be that guy. Fucking guys. Oh, Fuck also another real guys. quick tip. Bring it back up to Ableton for me, please, Caleb. Uh, I Jet. I don't have a hotkey for that yet. Um. So on the bottom left, like very, very, very bottom left, there's like these weird little three squiggly lines, I believe. Um, if you click those, it pulls up a help menu. It's the arrow. It's an up arrow. It's yeah. an up arrow. Is it's that what it arrow. is? It's okay. a side arrow that goes into an up arrow. He's blind. Okay. Yeah. So that thing, if you hover only uh, hover over any button in Ableton, it tells you what that button does. That was super helpful for me in the beginning. Yeah, it's huge. Dude, I actually still leave that on. I still find it helpful every once in a while. Yeah. Just same. Like, what the fuck does this do? Same. Right. You're like, oh yeah, what um, is this again? So Jet, I started an FL Studio for a little less than a year. Same. And then I was in FL for a year. And then I got Ableton Live Lite, which is Ableton, but you only get uh, eight tracks. You got like three. And you have like limited effects. And what, what did you get? Actually, eight. like eight. Yeah, it's eight. eight. And I made like thirty songs in that. Yeah. I made shitloads of songs with eight tracks. <laughs> yep. I mean, basically, once I realized I could put like this audio clip and this audio clip and like all the same ones in the in one audio clip, I was like, oh, all my effects are one chain. Mm-hmm. Like all the sweeps, all the vocals, everything <laughs> is all just in one channel. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, That's sick. I like stuff like that. <laughs> I, I I know a lot of guys. Uh, Boonchin, who's one of my favorite drum mm. and bass tutorial uh, tutorials, uh, one of my favorite drum and bass producers ever. He uses strictly FL. So yeah, you know, whatever excisions and FL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Martin. Garrick's is, is, is an FL. It's an FL. Kenny Beats. Beats. Yeah. There's, uh, is he? I think he actually I just think changed he to Ableton. Ableton. I, yeah, he's in Ableton now. I just assume. We'll just say he uses. A lot of these guys, too, <laughs> will kind of switch a, switch around. <laughs> They'll kind of flip flop. They got a bunch of different DAWs because they're rich. Yeah. So they kind of just like work in whatever. Yeah. Especially when they're doing collabs, that allows them to kind of work in collabs from anyone, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, but Ableton is a, a sweet, sweet journey, dude. It's fucking that's, so uh, good. That's good to hear. It's so good. It's great. Hell yeah. The automation well, lanes are better than FL all but, day. But Sorry, not, FL guys. But not better than Bitwig. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're the exact same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the automation lanes might be better in Ableton. 
They are. Oh, wait, instead of Bitwig? Yeah. Yeah. Really? But Bitwig's got modulation infinity. Yeah. 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 Infinity. It just does. The modular da. It does more. You, yeah. can, you can get it with Max for Love. I know, right? Yeah, there's probably a way. Yeah, until Ableton crashes and yeah. your whole project dies. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh. Where Bitwig will crash the plugins and you just hit reload and everything's there. That's so, fucking It's yeah. fucking gorgeous. I forgot that's you had to deal insane. with it. Yeah. Yeah, the crashing of Ableton. Oh, my God. That's like a fucking like PTSD. Yep. <sighs> All right. Big well, ups. Ladies Ableton and gentlemen. crashing. Yeah, we we did a little uh, extra for you today, guys. We went and we went an extra twenty one minutes for the for the one year anniversary. Jet, thanks for coming in. Aqua, OG of the Always chat. Thank thank you guys. Uh, yeah, big ups to the hundred and four people who follow us and the eleven subscribers. <laughs> yeah, and we have eleven subs. That's insane. A hundred su- hundred followers. And uh, some amount on YouTube. I, I can't remember. Some oh, big chop cowboy. Dude. Thanks for the follow. Very nice. Cowboy. Very nice. Big cheese to you, sir. Hey, buddy, you came in just in time. Just we in are, time for uh, us to say goodbye. We're, We're leaving. leaving. Oh, uh, one more announcement. So last week we announced uh, for I'm, the I'm very first all time. all the sound effects for us ending the show. And I know. You got to keep stopping It's premature, it. Dave. It's premature. No, it's not. It's your fault. It's fucking 20 <laughs> minutes past is what it is. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Last week, we announced <clears throat> we're starting a uh, new thing on the podcast where the three of us find a sample, and we flip it, and the occasional guest will flip the sample with us, and we get two weeks. So next week is the week where we present our finished track oh, do I have from the sample. Lined up for you guys. <laughs> are you a whole blank slate. Oh. <laughs> are you joking, or are you for real? I am joking. Yeah, I I do, yeah, yeah of course. Because I do. I, I, I don't have shit sauce. yet. Oh, yeah. I got some well, sauce Let's already, go, boys. Caleb. Yeah. So next week, everyone tune in. Uh, you get to vote on who is the who had the best track between the three of us. It's true. Plus, uh, tempo oh, nice. tempo's going to be here, right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's no like prizes or anything. it's just clout on the stream. We get to flex on each other as friends. <laughs> but yeah, tune in for that. That'll be fun. Uh, he found us via the vital manual. That's hilarious. No, he that's did exactly. not. Are Which you is funny because that's like a year old. That was like Are a randomest a year ago. He found us from the vital mint. Shout it. out Zach. That's um, hook yeah, line. Sick. Hook yep, line. our buddy Hook Hook. Oh line my god, we have to tell him that. That's so great. Uh, all right, let's get the fuck out. Join of Join the Discord, my man, and we can uh, we can chit chat on there. We're there all week, hanging yep. hanging out, putting yeah. in yep. tracks to feedback and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, come hang out. Uh, big ups, everybody. Bye, everyone. Big ups to Northeast Heights. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Shout out Northeast. Sure. Always a pleasure. Yeah, baby. <laughs>